You're listening to the South Georgia Insider, sponsored by WDDQ Talk 92.1, home of the Scott James Matheson Show. Now here's your host, Theresa Boyd. All right, welcome to South Georgia Insider. We are excited to be the voice for business organizations and people in the region. And today we're welcoming Samantha Matthews, Executive Director of Turner Center for the Arts, starting her now going on third year with the Turner Center. Hard to believe Samantha has been leading a series of in- initiatives to promote the arts within our region. So welcome to the podcast. Samantha. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's always great to talk about the arts in Valdosta Lowndes County. Well, good. So when we talk about the Turner Center for the Arts, um, it's more than just the actual building or, or one particular medium. And we talk about medium, people think about visual usually. But mm-hmm. go ahead and paint for us a broad stroke of what the arts um, represents and the role the Turner Center plays um, for arts within the region. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, creative spaces are essential in every community, and we feel like we have really great space here at the Turner Center campus. Um, our campus has really seen some improvements over the years. Uh, we invite the public to come out and just look at all the opportunities that are available to connect with your community and to play a vital part of its growth through the arts. Um, when you think of arts, um, like you said, you, you some, a lot of times people think about the arts hanging on the walls of your home or in a museum or in a bank, um, but it's so much more. Um, art is the expression of humanity, uh, creative skills and imagination and so much more. And it can typically be seen in you know visual forms such as painting and sculpture like you would you typically think about, um, producing works to be appreciated primarily, you know, by somebody visiting or, um, you know, just displaying beauty or some kind of empowerment. Um, But it's also in the form of music and performing arts and dance and speaking and writing and um, other forms of human expression. That's exactly right. Cooking, all these different types of um, expressions to um, um, just celebrate life. Um, Basically, that's down about um, basic parts about it. Um, Our formal uh, mission for the center really evolves around um, promoting the the Turner Center as the hub, the regional hub for art education, cultural enrichment, and entertainment. And um, those are things that we can all benefit from. All right. So let's break that down. So when we talk about art education, tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you have going on. I know you've just <laughs> hired a new art education uh, director. Mm-hmm. And so what what is happening through the Turner Center for Art Education? Well, uh, I, I, there's so much. I really could take a, your, this is 30 minutes, right? Did you say we right. have 30 hours? I mean, I could really, I literally could talk for 30 hours about what the art center is, is doing, what our campus is providing to our community. Um, but I encourage listeners to look up, um, visit us at, at www.turnercenter.org or enter our center to view our rack card display. I mean, it'll give you all the, the details of the things that are going on, just a myriad of, of classes and experiences that you can um, grow yourself, your family, your relationship with somebody, your, your family members. Um, I'm going to do my best to name a couple of them for you. Um, you know, you may not know we offer, well, maybe you do think about painting and pottery, but also drawing and jewelry making. You mentioned culinary classes, um, musical lessons. We have guitar and ukulele. I'm actually taking ukulele lessons. Um, I think I can I can play Happy Birthday and um, If You Wish Upon a Star. I think those are the only two songs I can play so far. But it's wonderful to see adults and children being able to utilize musical instruments and the benefit that comes from learning a musical instrument. Um, we also have um, a lot of different other classes that are provided. Um, they're held in our classroom spaces in all three of our current facilities, as well as in the art park. You know, we've utilized that space out there to have 
classes so that bring people outside of the indoor space into the beauty of nature, which provides so many other benefits when you're dealing with art and creating. Um, we want people to be creative. And so that's one reason why we use that. And you say children and adults. So what age group do you start with the classes? Well, five years old is about the time we start with. And then we go until, you know, 105. Yeah. So anything in between there is, uh, there's something for literally everyone. We want to make sure that the kids have enough of that, um, you know, ability not only to pay attention, but also to use their hands um, in that way, grab, grab a, a paintbrush in the right way. I mean, certainly there's, a lot of things that you can do with kids at home. And um, a lot of times we have things in the park where people will bring their kids and it's okay if they bring their younger kids or, or you know, to, to come and hang out with them and, and hold a paintbrush and stuff. But for the actual classes in the classroom, um, they start at five. What would you say is the most popular uh, children's class that you, that sells out or that <laughs> by, by far pottery. Really? And pottery. you have a whole pottery s studio. That's right. One building is just the pottery you, you're, studio. Right now, we're going to talk a little bit about your expansion, but right mm -hmm. now you have your um, you have two buildings within your campus. We have you three. Have three mm -hmm. buildings within your campus, and we're going to talk a little bit. Currently, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and the art park. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, the art park mm -hmm. is new. Mm -hmm. And so what would be, well, is your most popular for adult classes? I, I would say pottery, too. The There's something about pottery. It's the it's the creation. It's it's um uh, and it's actually thrown on a wheel. Right. Well, two different kinds. You can do uh, the wheel throwing, which is generally through the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at different times, and then on Saturdays. The first Saturday of the month is for children. The second Saturday of every month is for adults. And during that time, you get two pounds of clay to hand build. Hand building is actually very rewarding as well, but there's something about, I think everybody, even though they've taken the hand building and maybe even some prefer that, there, you've got to try the, the throwing it on the wheel just oh, yeah, because it's such you, an experience. You, you think of the movie Ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. In the, in the pottery wheel. Exactly. And we have summer classes coming up, so we're getting ready to announce summer camps for the children. So this is ages 6 through um, 16. And now your classes, your art education expands beyond your your three buildings because you do some work, too, with the Boys and Girls Clubs oh. and different... Yeah, we have we have uh, several partnerships that make what we do possible for art education. And one of them is the Boys and Girls Club. We um, host them every Thursday throughout the school year um, through a uh, 21st century grant that the Boys and Girls Club manages. Now, do you do that at their center, or they we do it? No, they bring we bring mm -hmm. them to, to the art center, okay. which is great because a lot of them may not have have the experience to come over to the art center. So it brings them over there. We celebrate their work. We each we actually have a. Um, an exhibition for them after, at the end of each okay. semester. So we bring our board members in and, and just invite their families to come out and make it a big deal because during that semester, they, they learn lots of different um, types of art processes. And then they hang them all in the art annex, which is the old Valdosta optical building. And um, we celebrate it. We treat it just like a opening art exhibit. Yeah. yeah. It's and, so wonderful. Before we move on to the next one, uh, you know, you hear all the time about the importance of art um, in the schools mm -hmm. and it, uh, how it helps transcend, uh, all education really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many, um, school systems around the country are cutting out arts, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just sad to see that happening mm -hmm. because you, you fully understand the importance it has and the creativity. It's the disservice to, um, humanity to take arts out of education. It really is. And I'll give you some examples. Art stimulates imagination. 
um, if you want, we want our kids to be imaginative and, and to dream and to, um, it helps them in their learning process to ask questions, be inquisitive. Um, art also makes you more observant. Um, Leonardo da Vinci said that painting embraces all 10 functions of the eye. That's darkness, light, body, color, shape, location, distance, closeness, motion, and rest. All those things that make up art but also captured in your eye. So obviously it makes us more observant. It also enhances problem solving skills. Mm -hmm. So even something like math, you know, of really creative teachers will use art or different types of creative processes to even something like math and science. Um, another thing about art, it boosts your self-esteem. You know, when your kids, I know you've had kids, so, you know, when they were little, you um, hang their art on your refrigerator. Well, we do that because we want to tell them we're proud of them, you know, and art does something. You you make something and you hang it up yourself in your living room or you get it framed. There's something about it. Just self-esteem. It's just really, a really wonderful accomplishment. And then um, not lastly, but the last thing I want to mention is that art reduces stress. We all know that. I mean, there's something like ukulele. I can't play it very well, but there's something about hanging out in my backyard and picking those strings and learning a new song or painting or, like we said, throwing it on the wheel. It might not look like the perfect bowl, but you did it. And there's something about building it, throwing those thumbs through the middle of that piece of dirt and just making it into something. Whether it's beautiful to anybody else or not, it's experience that helps you um, reduce stress. It's amazing. I mean, walking does the same thing. You, you could do that as well. But something about creating and, and thinking and all the different things, your eyes, your all the um, elements of your body that are thrown into um, this process. Is well, beautiful. it uses a different part of your brain sure that you does. don't use normally. And That's a so, great point. Yeah, it definitely. All right. Great so point. then the next one is cultural enrichment. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there at the center in, in that form. I just love this. You know, um, nothing is more satisfying really than going into the Turner Center and walking through seven beautifully elegant galleries filled with local regional art. A lot of times it's national and even international. Um, we host a different exhibit every six to seven weeks. So cultural, when we talk about cultural enrichment, you think about all these people, all these artists that we are displaying on our walls, they all come from different cultural backgrounds. They're all expressing themselves through their own experiences that we get to enjoy by, by, you know, interacting with these pieces um, that are on display. So do you have a number of how many um, events you kind of, not in a, in a <laughs> normal year, I know 2020 <laughs> was not normal, but normally how many events when you talk about art exhibits and, and now that you have the park, mm. you've started doing uh, once a month. Is it the music? Once right. A month? I was going to get into that when we talk about entertainment. Um, as far as events go, um, all of it together I would really have to sit down and, and it changes all the time because one month we could, we have something planned and then somebody will come to us and say, um, like somebody just stopped me today and said, Oh, we want to do something with our organization. I'm like, Oh, we can do that. Let's go ahead and set up a class and then we'll display it in our, in our library, um, for a month. And you know, that becomes another event. It's, it's really, um, it's open-ended, but our classes, we try to have, um, a couple a week, um, our concerts, we try to have one or two a month. Um, when Georgia Presenters kicks off, we'll have three a year. Um, and then everything else is what is um, available, what what people want, and what we're able to provide through our sponsorships. Yeah. So you mentioned the Georgia Pre the Presenter Series. So let's jump into entertainment. Okay. That, is, that is your big, is that your signature? Well, let me, can I just stop there just before we yeah. close out cultural enrichment? I want to say the Artist, the Arttoberfest that we kicked off in um 
2018 has been such a success, but it also allows us to do the same thing. It's taking the galleries outside into the park and we have um, dozens of artists that are displayed and a lot of ways for people to celebrate that at cultural enrichment. Um, as far as entertainment, you're right. We've, we've done the music in the park um, every uh the second Friday of every month, uh, March through November. And um, it kicked off in during COVID because we... Um, you could these, social distance. And, well, you could, yeah. but also those artists had nowhere to perform. They absolutely lost their venues where they were making a living. And so we said, okay, uh, businesses out there that can, if you want to sponsor this band, we the, all the money, all the proceeds go to the band and to a security guard and to make it a very uh, safe event. And we've been doing that. And it's been very successful. We're on our second year now, provide a different band um, each month of the year and a different sponsor, and we have food trucks out there. It's really a good thing for the community in and general. And that's on a Friday night? Yep. It's our second Friday of the month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so then you got your the presenter series. Right. And we should be making that announcement in June. I'm okay. so looking forward to that because, you know, Broadway shut down last year. And so uh, we were able to get through our last show, which was Jersey Boys. It was yes, a huge was hit. Great. Sold out at Mathis Auditorium. It was just a rocking time. I and, mean, that um, was really right uh, on the verge. That was like teetering. the next day. Yes. The next day is when they said everything shut down. That came from the governor and from the you know president. And it just, wow. It, I remember we just that night. In, yeah. Right. At the last moment. And, um, and so since that was um, March 12th in 2020, so um, Broadway shut down. We were, you know, now we're in talks and, you know, our committee is is really got some great uh, shows planned. We're probably going to have uh, four shows in the new year. And hopefully. these are traveling Broadway. Broadway style shows. shows. Yeah. A lot of them are from Broadway, but sometimes they're in New York, but they're not necessarily Broadway, but they're Broadway style shows and they're touring. They're national touring shows. They're, uh, they're very talented artists, but it brings a, a, a different type of art that we don't get to see very much here, that that professional performing arts, um, a little bit of music, a little bit of dancing. It's all in that performance, and it is just um, – it's captivating. It's 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 beautiful. It's something that you can't see unless you were to fly to New York or um, one of the bigger cities and, and get that type of experience and very reasonably priced. You know, I took my daughter to New York to see a show – for um, a gift for her. And um, I'm telling you what, it was nothing like uh, the $60 that we that you pay here in Valdosta. Right. So it's a steal. And how many people do you, you do usually do three shows for that, right? Three to four. Okay. Yeah. We One year in the past, I think they went all the way up to five. Okay. We're going to try to do it, um, try to get, you know, at least four, three or four in for this season since we've had a break. So, and you'll make that announcement in June. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell our listeners to, if you're listening to this later, mm-hmm. uh, go to the show notes and we'll put a link in right. there too. And always turnercenter.org. Everything is listed on there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and and such where we've got everything out there um, publicizing it. When we talk about entertainment, do you think some people are surprised when they hear the Turner Center is sponsoring entertainment, that they don't necessarily always connect that? I think you're right. I don't think they connect that performing arts is an art, you know, and that music is an art. Mm -hmm. They think of it like we started the conversation. They think of it's that art piece right there on the wall or, um, you know. Or or, or a mm -hmm. gallery and you go Mm -hmm. and you walk through and then you're done. Mm -hmm. They don't think about the hands-on. Right. Um, as the we songwriters, um, we, we partner with walls for a songwriting contest in the park. Um, you know, there's so many different, um, partnerships that we have just to, to bring these different types, even with, with art mm-hmm. again, the books and authorship. And we're very fortunate in this region too. Not only do we have a wonderful, uh, the Turner center, but you know, we also have Valdosta state university mm-hmm. and the arts program. And so mm-hmm. when people think about the arts, um, you know, that encompasses all different 
you know, things. And I know that it you're does. working with different groups and trying to connect all those dots mm-hmm. and bring it all together and really be that center, that linchpin. Mm-hmm. We, we love to refer people to the symphony and to the different um, aspects, Peach State Theater. So when things, when Peach State Theater is in, in full bloom, then we are supporting them. When presenter series is in bloom, they're supporting us. Um, our arts community is not, um, it's just not one one entity. It's all of us coming together to provide an experience, um, a community with a good arts um, livelihood. I mean, there is so much benefits to the community. Those are the benefits I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but just think of it on the big picture. It allows us to solve problems in our community. We can get together and creatively think about, you know, how to address a certain topic, um, you know, if, name any topic out there. If we were to get together and we could creatively come together, we could we could come up with some solutions, some viable solutions to um, solve things that are going on even in our community or even across our state, um, you know, through the arts. Okay. Anything else with entertainment before we jump over? <laughs> no, I could, uh, again, uh, murals, um, we do, well, you know, that's more of the art cultural enrichment, but uh, yeah, it's just, just all, it's just kind of all of that. All right. Know. So everybody's got a strategic plan and mm-hmm. I know a few years mm-hmm. y'all, the Turner Center launched into a major strategic planning effort and then you've check some things off. You've got some more things on that plan, some big <laughs> announcements, some big events, one that just kind of came out. So tell us a little bit about your, your, you're going from three buildings to five, five buildings. Five buildings. Okay. Right. So um, let me just to bring you back to 2018 when we started the art park, um, we made some improvements to, um, we built that, um, made some improvements to the parking lot. We made some facility improvements. We added some patron bathrooms so that now that if you want to rent the park, you can actually rent the park, this full um, powered um, stage area, as well as the bathrooms that come with it. Um, now, you know, when Synovus left that bank property on the end of our property, it was a great opportunity. We didn't exactly know how we were going to, um, how we were able to acquire it, but through um, a partnership with a local donor, um, we now own it. So we own that building, the Griner built the well, we call it the Griner building because I think that was the last thing that occupied it. Yeah, when the when the car lot was across that's the street, right. that was their sales office. I think true. Yeah. And it was also a Special Olympics, so the the building that's south of the bank, and then the the parking lot behind it, which is adjacent to our current parking lot. So now we will be able to expand our parking lot. Through those three facilities, it'll gain, we gain 57 parking spaces, as well as the bank, which we are going to enclose the drive through lanes in and make that part of the interior. We're going to turn that into a children's art museum. Um, not the type of museum where you don't touch anything, but the interactive children's engagement activities where they can crawl under it, on top of it, paint mm-hmm. on it, um, put it together, break it apart, um, digitally engaged in it somehow. So all in the interior will be full of these types of um you know, engaging experiences for them. And it will open up in the back into a courtyard where um, families can overflow back there and sit down and um, maybe a little stage for kids to do some fun things out there and some public art pieces. So it's really a lot bigger than it looks like when you look at it on paper and you see how we can break Mm -hmm. it up. But just that courtyard in the back will just provide a wonderful overflow from the inside. Um, And that will be the only thing mm -hmm. like that in, I mean, what I, we've, we've visited some area, you know, art museums, children's art museums, and um, Atlanta is, I mean, we're the only one south of Atlanta that I know of in this, you know, fo- right. fully focused on just this. Because a lot of times art galleries will have, you know, a room set up right. for kids or, you know, a third floor like they do at the Tell Fair in Savannah. Um, in Jacksonville, they have something similar to that. But really, um, 
south of Atlanta, north of Tampa, this is going to be on a smaller scale, of course, but it's going to be fully um, utilized for that. And so if you can envision with me, if, if anybody listening even is thinking about our campus as it is now, I can see us having a bigger partnership with our school systems, Lowndes, Valdosta, you know, uh, private schools, um, charter schools, and and homeschools, um, bringing the buses in, having them park at the art park. A quarter of them would go to the art park, have a you know a, an activity or lunch. Um, a fourth would go into the art annex, which is the building with the the dragonflies on it. And there's that's been renovated in 2018 as well. Now there's two large classrooms in it. A, a fourth would go into the galleries for art education and gallery etiquette, and then a fourth would go into the children's art museum. So you can imagine, in an hour or two, those kids would get such an incredible. Um, experience coming over to the Turner Center campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just amazing it to is. think about. Yeah, to visualize that and just see all that um, happening. So, what's your timeline on? So, this is just kind of transpired. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, official in March. Um, we are working on a design now, and we hope to be done in or you know open the doors in fall 2022. Um, the building just south of it that we were talking about earlier that will become a glass blowing facility. Again, there's nothing like it. Um, well, Americus is the closest place. And actually, the glassblower from Americus, he was our host uh, demonstrator at um, the Arttoberfest in 2020. And because of the amazing um, work that we saw, we were so inspired. We thought we would love to have something here in Valdosta. And so board has approved um, to have that building. So that will be in the, what we call the Griner building. Right. Okay. Right. All right. It's now the glass blowing building. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever we're going to call it. So this guy is in America. Is, does he have a studio there in America? He does. He owns his own glass blowing facility. And I'm in t- touch with him, um, a glass blower in um, in Pensacola, Florida, one in Washington State, um, and another one here in Valdosta. And all of them um, Zoom with me and talk with me regularly, help me put together a budget to make this happen. Um, so we actually have an instructor ready to come down to um, to help us launch this. It's it's really, really amazing. You know, when you think about things, when they line up so perfectly, sometimes you can either do two things like, oh my gosh, this is just not, I need more time. You know, this is just not happening. Or you can say, wow, when things line up that well and people are really on board with it, that's an opportune time to, you know, get on board and just see where this is going to lead. And I, I just know that our, our community could support this. Um, it's a wonderful offering. It's, um, it, there's so many elements of glass. It's not just glass blowing, but fused glass, glass bleeds, beads, uh, stained glass. There's a lot of projects. So even from when you're looking at our patrons, when I said from, you know, six to 105 or whatever, uh, you know, there's something for everybody. Not everyone's going to want to put glass on a stick in a, uh, you know, 2000 degree furnace, you know, but there's a lot of other things that you can use glass to make art. You know, there's so many different processes. Yeah. And we're looking forward to teaching the community about that and bringing yet another um, aspect of art to our community. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, you know, I have talked about this before, uh, the integral part that art, uh, the arts play, not only just in quality of life, but really economic development. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about these uh, major companies and we, we uh, the development authority wants them to come to town, they look at the quality of life. They mm-hmm. look at the arts mm-hmm. is there is there an arts program you know the mm-hmm. uh, the symphony i know is a big draw and things like this so you're just not here to provide you know entertainment and and these sort of thing it's really an economic driver it really is uh myrna who used to be our chamber um, of commerce president she used to tell me that you know that she saw the turner center 
um, for the arts being one of our six top economic drivers. You're right. It's a quality of life element. So when people are coming to the community, they don't just, you know, take a job blindfolded. They're going to look at the community and they're going to say, well, you know, does that community have something for my kids? Does that, does it have something for my, my, my wife, for my spouse? Um, is there, a, are there parks, you know, is there recreation? And that's exactly what we provide. We provide that, um, that quality of life experience for everybody in the family. Yeah. Everybody. And for those who are not familiar with where the Turner Center is, um, you're just on the edge of what they consider the downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, So as downtown begins to expand, Mm -hmm. and I know the city's got some big projects going Mm -hmm. on, do you see that even expanding more um, for the the center? I think we're expanded as far as we're going to go for for this period of time. I think the block that we're on between North Patterson and, and Ashley, North Ashley Street, on Webster, that is our district. That is, that's where the art center is located in our campus. Um, I see that's where, where we're going to be. You're going to have a lot more visibility with the expansion because before you really couldn't see us until you came down on our street. So if you happen right. to come down Webster Street, well, then you see our banners and you see our colorful, you know, um, lively um, campus. But if you're on Ashley Street, you would never know we're here because we didn't have any presence there. Right. And so we missed a lot of people. People would come into our studio and to our galleries and say. I've lived here all my life or I've just, you know, been here 10 years and I've never knew that this is where it was. But um, now we'll have that presence on Ashley Street. So if you're going downtown now on North Ashley Street, then you would have a different gateway into your downtown, like you were saying. So you'll see the Children's Art Museum. You'll see the nice um, iron rod fence and a beautiful entryway, some flags, you know, or banners that 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 signify this is your art community. And um, on Patterson, you'll see the same thing. You see now our art park. And um, and our buildings that you you know and some art pe- public art pieces right now, but you'll even see that be enhanced mm-hmm. so that you'll see two wonderful um, entryways into our downtown. Right, and I know the county is um, building that parking lot that, mm-hmm. with the green space kind of mm-hmm. right across from you. Mm-hmm. So where they're wanting to do some things with downtown for the food truck, and of course uh-huh. plans are for the new courthouse to become a kind of a tourism center, mm-hmm. which again then encompasses all of yeah. that. So it's really exciting. The connectivity time. is going to be wonderful. Yes, we, it, we envision that. Yes, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. for the arts, we can envision you know so much um, you know growth. And, and it's just exciting to think about what all is going to happen in um, just a few short years. So, Absolutely. all right. So we're going to, our time is uh, winding down. So we're going to uh, close out, but we um, invite everybody to join us next time as we continue to highlight why South Georgia is a great place to live, work and play. Um, South Georgia Insider is produced by Spencer Van Horn of Small Town Broadcasting. Thanks to our sponsor, Small, Ca- Small Town Broadcasting, WDDQ, home of the Scott James Matheson Show, where you can listen live from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday on Talk 92.1. And you can subscribe to the South Georgia Business Magazine and South Georgia Insider Monthly Newsletter, avail- both available at no charge at SGA- SGAMAG.com. And you can see the links in the show notes. And again, we'll put links about the Arts Center and the information you provide and and update that, especially when you announce the presenter series. So thank you, Samantha, for being with us. And again, we'll join everybody next time on South Georgia Insider. Thank you.